Welcome to the Commercial Matters Podcast. Your show host is Amit Kapoor, owner of Mindful Contract Solutions. Nothing in this podcast is intended to be legal advice. Hi, and welcome to the inaugural episode of the Commercial Matters Podcast. So pleased that you've decided to tune in and check us out. I'm a commercial consultant supporting complex IT programs. The purpose of this podcast series is to help you sharpen your own commercial mindset when you work in IT programs. If you are a program director, a program manager, or a project manager supporting complex digital transformation or IT programs, this podcast is right for you. Okay, the way we have decided to structure our podcast series is by themes. So over the next few weeks, we will focus on one theme and When we think we have done it full justice, we move on to another theme. The first theme that I've chosen for you is around IT disputes. And the purpose is to understand IT disputes and what learnings can we take from disputes such that we can apply them to our regular programs to avoid these disputes happening in the first place. So first things first, what are IT disputes? Now, these are disputes that happen between an organization that wants to implement an IT program and possibly its suppliers who are helping deliver that IT transformation program. The programs themselves can range between 10 million pounds worth to 50 million pounds worth. The benefits they give to the business implementing them are probably in hundreds of millions of pounds. And in terms of how long they last, I think anything between one year to four. So this is a substantial exercise and no wonder disputes can arise. What I'll try to hone in on now is what is it that makes these disputes so unique, so complex and so common? And I'll make three points to address that question. Point number one, in an IT dispute, it is very, very common to have a competing version of events. Now, what does a version of event mean? Typically, when things go wrong in a program, you as a buyer of services, say, for example, might have a view that the supplier has caused the problems and you can actually give a month by month account of how is it that the supplier went wrong that led you to this state of affairs where the program has failed. So that kind of audit trail of events forms your version of events or your version of the truth as to what happened and what caused the significant failure of the program. However, when we say there is a competing version of events, we mean that the supplier has his own narrative as to what went wrong, where the protagonist will be yourself and not them. So they can very clearly and coherently describe your failings that led to the situation where it is. The real problem is that both version of events will be equally credible and equally persuasive to someone who has had no involvement in the program. And if you think about it, if IT disputes had to go to a court for resolution, the judge would be in that position where she hasn't, she or he hasn't participated in the program and finds both versions of events equally persuasive. Typically, a court would then look to expert evidence, as in experts who have had no involvement with programs to come in a test as to 
the credibility of one side's version of events. The, the problem again is that it's not impossible to get an expert who supports either theory because either theory could have merit. Also, if you then look at documentary evidence, you would realize that each side also has a huge hoard of documentary evidence that supports its case. And that's because IT programs churn out a huge volume of paper. And it's not very, very difficult for any side to find some shred of evidence that supports their case. Now, what that means in practical terms is if you really want to get to the bottom of who caused a fault or a liability in an IT dispute, it is virtually impossible to determine it without a trial. Howsoever strongly you may feel about your case, the other side does have a shot at establishing their version of events in a court. Not surprisingly, in this country where before the event legal expenses insurances are sold, so these are insurance policies which in which insurers would pay out in case kind of commercial organization had to go through litigation, most such policies will exclude disputes involving supply or purchase of computer-related services. And, and the reason for that is it's very difficult to be certain in advance which parties got a higher prospect of success in such cases. So that was point number one in that parties will always have a very credible and persuasive competing version of events. Let's look at point number two. Point number two is that IT disputes tend to have a very, very high gestational period. Now, what does that mean? You usually know well in advance that a dispute might erupt because the various causes that lead to a dispute are really in the awareness of the parties, but the parties may have also spent enough time trying to rescue the program from those difficulties, but eventually fail to do so. And why does that happen? This happens because IT programs will often get in a position where things are bad, but can be salvaged. So you don't really want to let that opportunity go and instead crystallize a dispute that needs resolution by a judge. If you can sort things and enable that program to deliver its outcomes, the organization that has commissioned the program benefits from having achieved that outcome. So it's not surprising for programs to often have joint decision-making bodies. So essentially, regardless of who's caused the program to get to a poor state of affairs, each party would step in to kind of help matters and recover them so that the program can then go towards a successful completion. I think the problem happens where these efforts don't materialize because when both parties step in to recover a situation, it kind of muddies the water in legal terms because think about a judge who has to go over everything that's happened over the last six to eight months you were trying to rescue the program and make some kind of determination as to who was actually at fault and which was the party that kind of caused the avalanche. Now, what that means in practical terms is if a matter was going to be adjudicated by a judge, then each party would go as back in the history as possible 
to kind to kind of find a shred of evidence that allows it to get an upper hand over the other party in the dispute so you really want to establish that it all started because of a cause that was nothing to do with us now what that means is you end up with a load of evidence a volume uh, a huge volume of documents that go inside a trial bundle and inevitably that leads to very long trials and therefore huge costs by way of an example there was a recent case between IBM and cooperative general insurance it was a case tried in the technology and construction court which is a high court in england and wales the matter was tried just at the start of the lockdown in england and that case involved a 50 million pound program and the events that were in dispute were spread over a two year period that claim was in trial for a staggering 32 days so a sub- substantial litigation and you can't even imagine how much the legal costs might be probably something in several hundreds of thousands of pounds for each party so that was point number 2 in that it disputes have a very long gestational period and therefore inevitably lead on to very long trials in a court of law point number 3 is in an it program both parties are highly dependent on each other therefore in reality for someone to determine a root cause is very very difficult and even when a root cause can be established by a judge looking at evidence and evaluating everything on a balance of probability the judge still has an action on him or her to attribute the loss being claimed by either party to each action the kind of questions a judge would ask would be would that loss have been incurred if the other side hadn't caused a loss or hadn't uh, caused a particular action now these are very very difficult legal questions to kind of overcome and especially in a case where both are to blame for the state of affairs it's kind of being a bit unfair to a judge because you're asking the judge to pick one of you who was right in law now a judgment would often declare a single winner but it can be a pyrrhic victory you might win a case but you might get 10% of what you were claiming for and that is the kind of things we we often see in an it dispute that goes all the way to a judgment so that was point number 3 which was that both parties are highly dependent on each other making the determination of a root cause extremely difficult So what should you take away from this I think the thing to bear in mind is IT disputes are an extremely expensive affair if you can find a way of not to get in one you should take that on so programs that try to rescue themselves from getting into a situation of dispute probably doing all right it's just that if your management of communications at that point in time are such that you are preserving your rights and not muddying the waters in legal terms you will stand in good position if things eventually did have to go to court so that's it for this podcast uh, i hope you enjoyed it to give you a flavor of what's to come in the following weeks so next week we will talk about typical version of events that we hear about from 
a client organization who commissions an IT program and a supplier who delivers it. We will, we will learn what are the typical ones you encounter. We will also evaluate that with a case that has recently come onto the courts. The week after that, we'll focus on the considerations around when to crystallize a dispute. When should you pull the plug? And the week following that, we will talk about how you can preserve your rights through the way, through the program. We talk about that. The following week, we'll talk about if things went really bad and you ended up in a court, what are the kind of damages you can expect to recover and how that should inform what you do now in the program. And finally, we will talk about the different dispute specialists who can assist you in your dispute. So, for example, what role does a commercial manager play in a dispute versus a solicitor versus a barrister? Fine. So that's it from me. Thank you so much for joining in. And I look forward to seeing you next week. I hope this has been fruitful. And if you want to be alerted to when we next release our podcast, the best and the easiest way is to hit the subscribe button and your podcast uh, device will alert you when we are ready. Thank you and have a great week. That's this week's episode of the Commercial Matters Podcast. Don't forget to join us next week for another episode. Thank you for listening.